laugh. Well, it is morning brew on a good Friday morning. Hot cross buns are not at the ready, I'm afraid, but uh, maybe our first guest, Michael Denmark, will bring some along. We'll find out in a moment. We'll be kicking off with a focus on what's happening on the Central Water uh, Harbour Front this, uh, this weekend. Yes, there are some events going on. And Michael Denmark, the chief executive of the Hong Kong Observation Wheel, will be here to tell us all about the entertainment around the wheel at the grounds, uh, which is right next to the Star Ferry. Uh, movies and family fun and food and so on. And some of that food is coming from restaurants like Vegetarian Vegan uh, Treehouse Restaurant. And we'll be joined shortly also by Chef Christian Mongendre, the founder of Treehouse. Later in the show, after 11, Danny Hicks with sports and all today, uh, football and and golf. After 12, David Gething, our morning brew vet, is here and we will be looking at how to prevent heat stroke in dogs and maybe something about the language of dogs. Do you talk dog? Well, we'll find out. Um, around 1.30, Bill Nader, director of racing for the Hong Kong Jockey Club, will join us with a preview of Monday's meeting. Plus, all that's great in music until 2. And here I go again. Well, if you have walked down to the Star Ferry from Central uh, any time in the last three or four months, um, walking across the uh, pedestrian bridge to the ferry, you will have seen on the right-hand side a whole lot of what I describe as deck chairs spread out uh, on the grass area there. Um, this is called The Grounds, and it is right next to the Hong Kong Observation Wheel. And uh, I'm very pleased to be joined by uh, the Chief Executive of the Hong Kong Observ Observation Wheel, Michael Denmark. Michael, 
Happy Good Friday to you. How are you? Happy Good Friday. Good morning. Thank you for having me again, James. <laughs> nice to see you again. And, you know, in the past, you've been in to tell us all about the uh, Great European Carnival and, you know, some of those other great events that have happened over the last few years uh, in Hong Kong. Obviously, uh, no carnival um, at the moment. Yeah. Uh, but uh, there is some stuff going on. And, and I guess we're sort of pleased to know that there is some kind of live event happening at the moment in Hong Kong because we've just assumed nothing's going on. Yeah, I mean, it's been a challenging 12, 18 months for, for everybody in Hong Kong and around the world. But, um, yeah, we took the uh, we took the plunge back in October, November. We realised there, uh, there was definitely a need uh, for entertainment. So um, we took the plunge into, uh, into a COVID-safe world um, and created a, an outdoor cinema experience called The Grounds, mm. where uh, everybody gets to sit in their own, their own private pod in a, in a, in a COVID-safe environment. So, um, you, so just describe exactly what these pods are. Oh, really, because, it, because from the from the bridge, it does look like deck chairs. Kind well, of it is deck chairs. Okay. It's, it's, it's exactly that: shape. deck chairs and uh, and uh, picket fences. Um, but but the whole the whole setup is is designed really to sort of minimise contact and and increase safety. So from from the arrival, from buying the ticket, going through the contactless uh, arrival, and and then finding your pod, and then in your pod you can stay there all evening because you order your food and drinks; they're brought directly to you, and and the food comes from uh, from the restaurants over in uh, in Base Hall and. Jardine House um, and all delivered sort of contact less through the whole system. So, so people people have warmed to it, people have taken to it, and it's been um, it's been quite a, a, a remarkable response. To be fair, mm. we've been quite blessed by the by the weather um, so far. Sadly, we were we were shut down through, through the whole most of the winter, um, but that just is what it is. Um, but the uh, the general public have have, have come back uh, in in their droves um, and are generally singing and dancing their way through the movies within the safety of their own pods on a, on a nightly and, basis and you can do that you can dance and sing and yeah once you once you're in your pod with your with your with up to four up to four people in a pod once you're in there you can take your mask mm. off while you're eating and drinking and uh, mm. generally there as i said lots of singing and and dancing going along especially obviously with the with the musicals uh, been very very popular yeah, you've had some great films, haven't you? Um, what is, give us some of the films. Is it The Greatest Showman, I think? Greatest Showman something? again this week. Uh, we've we've had uh, Greece, uh, both the Mamma Mia's. Uh, tonight we've got Bohemian Rhapsody again by popular demand. Um, uh, last night was... Uh, was what's the uh, some dog millionaire um so so yeah it's it, there's there's been a there's been a sort of sense of community spirit with every audience that was there uh, we played the uh, we played the original italian job in aid of uh, impact hk the charity a couple of fridays ago and there was the, the there was a unified uh, cheer when when uh, when michael kane said I'm just supposed to blow the bloody doors off. And there's just this sense that every, every, every you know, there's, there's been, a, there's been a, a surprising sort of all of the ingredients have come together with regards to the magic of the, of the surroundings. You know, you're sitting down, you've got the skyline there, you've got the wheel behind you, the stars are there, mm. helicopters are flying past, the taxis are bibbing on their way past, you've got the karaoke singers out in the front, and people are just, they're, they're, they're enjoying the opportunity to be, I guess, socialising with other people yeah. I, you know like it, it is a great location that and uh you know you've got the wheel you operate that the hong yeah. kong observation yeah. wheel and you know what a great view that gives you of, uh, of hong kong but uh, it is uh quite unusual to find this kind of space right in the middle in the center of a city isn't it uh, yes, <laughs> yes, certainly, and it's certainly a privilege to be there. Mm. Um, I think uh, the, the reason we can do the grounds is because we, we 
lobbied the government and asked them for a little bit more land out the back, mm. which is currently on the on on the slate for uh, it's about for tender right now, including the old GPO site, etc. So it's the mm. area area three. So that might get developed in the future. right? It will be in mm. the next few years. Yeah. So so we're taking advantage of that opportunity now. Um, the government have been very supportive. Uh, initially, obviously, there, was, there were lots of concerns. What are we doing creating an event in this environment when there are no events? So we had to rationalise and justify everything we did with regards to the safety aspect. And then we obviously had to police it. Some, some, and sometimes, you know, if there's a rowdy crowd in, being policed uh, back into their pods uh, quite regularly doesn't necessarily uh, go down particularly well. But to be fair, the majority of people get it, understand it, and actually appreciate the fact that they've got the opportunity. Um, but it has come. It's, it's a huge collaboration with the authorities and with uh, and with the general public, basically conforming. Yeah. Mm, mm. And you know, classic movies. You know, make everybody loves classic movies, don't they? And you can't yeah. often see classic movies at the cinema. It, exactly, and it's, it's been interesting how many people have been requesting just so many different movies, and finding out uh, finding out how to get these movies has been quite interesting because of the the licensing process in Hong Kong is uh, is is notoriously. Um, uh, so we say challenging, um, but but um, but we've 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 broken the back of it now, and you know it's the old classics we, we, that we keep getting requested: Top Gun, um, Grease, uh, Cocktail. Mm. Um, mm. As I said, Mamma Mia. We could sell Mamma Mia out five times five times a night. That people just come and they're ready. And people, are, what's interesting, James, is people are dressing up. We had Pirates of the Caribbean last week. Right. Lots of people dressed up, dressed as pirates. Top Gun, everyone in their jumpsuits. Um, Mamma Mia, all the glitter and uh, glitter and feather boas were out. Maybe you should be doing the Rocky Horror Picture Show. We did do the Rocky Horror. Oh, you done? We okay. did do the Rocky Horror. And in fact, we worked closely with the Australian Chamber a few weeks ago, uh, who, who kindly got us the licence for Priscilla, Priscilla. Queen, mm. Queen of the Desert, which was was quite the extravaganza. Um, mm. And there were, you know, there were, there were there were one or two fabulous ladies, uh, or or not, um, uh, frolicking around. And um, yeah, no, the, the, an amazing atmosphere again, blessed uh, by the weather. We'll come back and talk in a moment, but uh, in the meantime, this movie is on on Monday. It is Greece, as uh, as mentioned. Thank you. Hope you were singing along with that. You know every word of. Uh, you're the one that I want, right? Yes, I was just, well, just re- recalling seeing it in 1978, James. It kind of uh, put, put, puts the label on our on our on our, uh, on our age and pedigree. It was yeah. 1978, wasn't it? Yeah. Yes, that's 42 yeah. years ago. 43 years ago. <gasps> Stop it, please, please. <laughs> <laughs> I, I queued around the block from the Gaumont in Bournemouth uh, to watch that. So and I was in Malden in Essex. There you so, are. Yeah, there we are. <laughs> <laughs> there were big audiences to uh, movies in those times, and yeah. much bigger uh, screens, of course, and much bigger uh, auditoriums. But mm. um, you're kind of replicating that. You've got a pretty big uh, uh, space for watching these classic movies, haven't you? It is, and obviously with the, with, with, with the lack of a roof, um, the, the, it, the experience is, uh, is very different to, uh, to going into, the, into your average shopping mall i think we've only had one one hiccup so far touch wood with regards to the weather but fortunately that was while we uh, had a full house for titanic um <laughs> and the heavens opened un- uh, unexpectedly halfway through the movie and did not stop um there's been a lot of banter about the fact that we were, we were bringing a 5d experience to the to outdoor cinema and, and to, be fair, to be fair the audience they probably loved the whole, it they were on the whole they were great most of them tried to stuck it out as long as they could <laughs> and we had 10 pods at the end who were completely drenched still, still there right um, right. singing along and um yeah so there's a, there's been that kind of you know, that spirit has gone away gone gone through every movie we've played yeah yeah i suppose you do have to think about a bit about the weather going forward into rainy season don't you and because you can't really have umbrellas can you because it would just get everybody's uh, way well no it? it's designed so that the umbrellas can 
if if they're there, you can see you can see the screen. And the umbrellas actually have been used more for, for sun protection than they have right. rain so far. So yeah, look, we we we're, we're continuing on till April twenty fifth, um, right. and then from there we'll be changing the concept to something a little bit more um, adaptable to the weather. Yeah, well, you've, sounds like you've uh, you've thought of everything as normal. Um, <laughs> now the wheel is going round, and you can go up on the wheel now, right? Yeah, the, the wheels. I mean, the, we're we're at a maximum ca- capacity of four people per gondola, um, mm. but it's been open at the same time as as the cinema, and um, and we're we're full every day, which is great. And mm. people, again, it's just another demonstration that people are keen to come out. Um, and in the recent weeks and months, actually, we we started something called HK Frames, which is a essentially a celebration of, of street art and street photography that's been that's very much prolific in Hong Kong. Okay. So we've, we've given a home to a lot of the street photographers on the on the screens, the movie screens before the movies. So we're showcasing their their wonderful street oh, art and, and whether, whether or not they've been taken on a on an iPhone or or on a, on a, on a very expensive camera. There's just a huge wealth of talent in Hong Kong. So I assumed you were you were putting up some tents with some pictures on or something. But no, is it, so you're oh, no, doing no, no. We're using a lot of different screens all over the all over the place. Mm. And, and and then we've been engaging with street artists and um, and now street artist is a, is a very it's a very broad term it could be mm. anybody from with a camera to knitting needles um, and all the way through to spray cans and we've got four or five artists including uh, the, the legendary sabotage who's been who's just been spraying some bulldogs um, we've got some french ladies who've been doing their love letters to hong kong all over the, all over aaa vitality park and, and and the general public again is is they're warming to it uh, very much and in fact the the artists are, are, are being commissioned by lots of different people that are seeing their art for the first time on the screen so it's again it's very positive it's adding to the experience of, of, mm. of coming down to the wheel whether you go to the cinema or whether you're just there for the wheel and we've also brought in a few um, old sort of bright brighton pier favorites for for the families so we have some sort of remote control boats and uh, oh. and uh, and one or two other things to keep the keep the kids busy one of the car- sure. the carnival favorites the claws that pick up the toys and sometimes keep hold of them yeah toys. well more often than not yeah, keep hold well, of them I, I don't know how they work james but they, but people <laughs> seem to like them there's <laughs> a guy with a screwdriver around the back adjusting them so they, they literally fall <laughs> no, out it's the claws. not like that it's just not like that <laughs> and um, you've and you've just won an award actually this this week, right? Yeah, I think I think this week was uh, was I mean after the last eighteen months of of, of of turmoil for anybody in the live entertainment uh, industry, this week we were we were awarded the the best live event in Asia, mm. um, and and it was uh, in in the words of a great famous actor, it was emotional, James, <laughs> um, and and you know it, it's 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 testament to the spirit of people in Hong Kong. Mm. A, a huge collaboration from from everybody from from the restaurants through through to all the staff. We've got some amazing staff who who are running the mm. running the grounds. Who are all ex cafe staff, so generally oh. all up at the front of the plane. Okay. Mm. So amazing service. Um, the, my business partner Simon Wilson, through to everybody who runs the wheel, Anthony Silver, and all these different guys, uh, just brought everything together. And to be acknowledged by peers, and to beat people like Louis Vuitton and Tencent and all these people with huge budgets, to be mm. to be crowned the best live event in Asia really really humbling and really really it's very significant for for all of us hmm. i mean yeah, fantastic so, congratulations yeah, yeah. thank you yeah, absolutely really, really good. okay we're going to talk food in a moment we'll, we'll have uh, one more um piece of music and here's another film and this is a this is a disco version of one of those films from the uh, uh from the 70s you'll probably remember this i should think well i was going to play the john williams theme from star wars but instead you're taking it up a notch i'm going to take it up a notch with miko perfect <laughs>
There you are, Michael. That's a funky version of the, the Star Wars theme, Miko. Funky's one way of looking at it, James. Yes, <laughs> Bru- brutalised that, that wonderful classic. It was a big hit, and uh, John Williams is, uh, will never forgive us, I'm sure. Um, now, we're talking with Michael Denmark, who's the chief executive of the Hong Kong Observation Wheel, and we've been talking about the grounds, which was sort of movies and entertainment, uh, right by the Star Ferry, a beautiful location. And one of the things that you do um, is there's a lot of food uh, yeah. available, isn't there? And, you know, it's an experience with the movies and the food, right? Yeah, it was. It really, we had we had the good fortune of connecting with, with Base Hall, which is a... a, a basically an aggregation of a bunch of different restaurants mm. um, over in uh, in Jardine House and people caught onto it quite quickly with regards to the fact that it was being delivered in a safe manner um, but going back to that ambiance, getting getting the doors open at five o'clock people are coming in and finding their pods and then they're, they're basically having di- having dinner having a having an outdoor picnic and really enjoying the experience for two or two and a half hours before before the movie of course we have a lot of popcorn being consumed, as as one imagine, um, but um, as well as the amazing burgers from from Hongbao and the sandwiches from Morty's, what's been really interesting is how much healthy food and mm. and vegetarian, so vegan food has been consumed. So um, you can basically order from from uh, a number of these different restaurants that are yes. in Base Hall, which is Jardine House, yes. and it, and the food's brought across to you. Basically, it's delivered to your pod, yeah, and uh, yeah, mm. and and hopefully within uh, tw- within a reasonable amount of time, twenty thirty minutes at the, yeah. the most, and. And it's hot, and it's it's delicious. Um, and one of those restaurants is uh, is Treehouse, uh, and very pleased to have in the studio um, the founder and chef from Treehouse, uh, Christian Monjon. Thank you for um, having me. Uh, thanks for coming in, Christian. Um, you know, I, I I guess it's an interesting uh, to be part of an experience like this. You could be part of an entertainment thing. Um, Absolutely, that was that was a really interesting thing for us, especially with the the COVID and the you know the the challenges that we had to be able to work with Base Hall and the grounds was was a really positive thing for us to be able to you know bridge the gap get new customers and be able to feed more healthy food around mm. now tell us a, bit, a little bit about about treehouse and your philosophy um you've been going for a, a year and a half i think now and uh you've got two branches now. Uh, yeah so we have two physical location plus mm. two delivery kitchens so we're also available for delivery in sang poon all the way to kennedy town and one chai causeway bay mm. and physical location we're in base hall and also an age code building so essentially treehouse is a continuation of my work, which is essentially trying to bring uh, high quality uh, food that is all made from scratch, really chef driven. So I really work with mm. people that understand food. So it's very much a fine dining sort of chefs that are applying their skills to make affordable, quality focused food all made from scratch and made to order, which is very important. So when you order your food, the bread is cooked fresh. Everything is made in front of you. And it's it's really focusing on giving the whole plant base which we feel is something that you can be eating on a daily basis it's not um, using any lab made product any highly processed product any bleach or refined product so it's trying to find flavors and exciting um, an exciting and pleasing um, experience for your palate but also mm. how it interacts with your gut and how you digest that food is an important process for us actually so we try to kind of create a positive experience for people via the chef's mind in, in terms of balancing textures and so on. And, and, and we, we kind of call our concept to be accidentally vegetarian. We don't want to be mm. seen as, you know, a, a, a hardcore or very dogmatic restaurants where everyone needs to be vegetarian. We actually want to be uh, expanding the market to be feeding everyone that cares about eating good food, essentially. And, that, and the premise is they don't even realize there's no meat and fish. 
Right, right. So give us an example of some of the things that you, you know, your your pieces, your special pieces. So essentially, found the core of our business is bread and bowls. So we center around making uh, salad bowls and grain bowls and with all types of different toppings. And also our signature is sourdough flatbread. So sourdough flatbreads make the bread uh, highly digestible. It's made with organic flours, so you don't have any GMOs or any, uh, any pesticides in, in that. And so essentially the flatbread is cooked fresh to order and filled with different toppings as you wish. And essentially that has become the core of our business is, is, is everyone is customizing their own food. So essentially the, the signature dish took, um, is, is the entry point and after people come back and create really their own dish. So in that salad bowl, what sort of things would you, would you pick from? Well, we have about 50 toppings, mm. uh, nine to 10 sauces. So the, I think the, the, you can do like, tens of thousands of, of different combinations so the, mm. the and also we do but is rotate it, is it traditional toppings. traditional salad vegeta- vegetables is it or what you know is it lettuce tomato is yeah, it you know give us a no it's, give it's us a much feel. more interesting than that Fine. basically you you can choose uh, different salad mixes so you could mm. do a kale romaine uh, a mixed green a spinach um, rockets or that kind of thing and you can mix those together as well and then you can choose uh, roasted cauliflower some spiced tofu on top uh, you could put some falafels, you could put some hummus, literally anything you want to put in hmm. is highly customizable because we're really catering to a very specific um, type of clientele that either are concerned about allergies, about health, about you know really getting in the types of micros and that they want. And so hmm. we, we try to be that type of solution to hmm. that you can really, really customize your food. Hmm. Michael, are you a falafel man? Am I a falafel man? <laughs> I'm not sure if I want to get that personal, James. Um, I've, I've certainly, I've certainly had a number of flatbread breads from Treehouse have been amazing, and the falafel is actually world class. Mm. One of my favourites is the sweet potato fries. So it's kind of, for me, it's kind of a departure from one of my old school favourites into the more healthy version. And I think I've been amazed at actually quite how many people are eating sweet potato fries in comparison to what they may have done in the past. Mm. Um, but, the, but the winner in my household, which gets delivered quite regularly for Treehouse, are the juices. Mm, um, yes. And they're amazing. And actually, the, the the fact that we can return the the bottles for recycling afterwards is, is again, it's it's you know it's part of it's part of twenty first century living. But it's only because it's being catered to by the initiative here from from Treehouse. It's mm. it's wonderful. Uh, my wife's a yoga instructor, so I I, I get force fed. Ah, things. there you go. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, Christian, one of the one of the things for me about this kind of thing is the risk factor. Okay, I love the idea of you know some new foods and great creative foods and so on but at the end of the day i want to feel fulfilled and you know i want to have a good meal and i don't want to i don't want to take the risk that i might not so how do you overcome that and 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 tempt people into this you know this healthy healthy living world with these great with these great foods yeah that's that's actually a very good question it's it's something over the 10 years of me building this type of concepts and and kind of playing with the perception of people i found that there's so much ingrained um perception in terms of what people think in terms of Oh, I need protein. I need, you know, if I eat vegetarian, I'm not going to be fulfilled for a long time. Like there's all these misconceptions where we feel that that vegetarian food is not, you know, a thing of its own. And so what we do is kind of try to bypass that perception by going Mm. around it. And that's kind of where the accidentally vegetarian concept is, is to not focus that we're vegetarian. We're more of a health food or quality food restaurant where people's perception really changes in terms of they don't necessarily know that it's vegetarian. Mm. And a lot of our customers are 
are sort of we want to positively trick them to try the food before so they can have their first hand energy of the experience of the food rather than be like oh this is vegetarian it's done by hippies it's bland food it's not professional like there's all these perception and these these things that we kind of have to find a way to encourage people to to try it first mm -hmm. so they can really experience what it feels like and after the how do they feel two hours after eating it do they feel like you know they're, they're there slouching or they actually feel energized from food yeah. because you know food is is actually there to create fuel to to repair your body to to regenerate yourself on a cellular level so it's one of the key foundation of of health essentially mm. and so we how do you get to this point i mean how did you get to launching treehouse what, what was what was the thing inside your head that bugged you that said i've got to do this okay so i'll, I'll try to make it very short but essentially i was kind of um i was naturally born a vegetarian for some reason my mom stopped eating fish and meat but she was not a vegetarian at all and after when i was born i i was in france so i was obviously exposed to to meat and fish and so on and i naturally did not like it but then through just being in that environment i started eating some but I was I was raised in in, um, in sort of um, a place where I was in t touch with nature and animal and all of that, and so that kind of gave me a perception. Fast forward, I got into high level uh, athletics in high school and then college, and I I was always looking for a way to find an edge because I was one of the shortest guys on my team, and I was competing on a high level where you know you're, you're trying to shed seconds and so on. And so when I started playing with um, a vegetarian diet, my performance started to increase tremendously, and my mental strength and so on and i was like wow it's like i have a superpower more what i eat has a tremendous impact on my performance and then i um i saw my mother struggle for cancer and i i, I looked into how she was being treated and i kind of saw the healing side of food and i really dived deep into the medical system the food system how it was done and, and at the time i was going to uh, chef school in lyon and essentially that kind of cemented that if i was going to be in a restaurant business if i was going to be in this 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 business of essentially providing food for people to you know to regenerate and build and not build inflammation but 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 in the contrary help you know ailments and so on so uh seeing the personal loss of losing my mother and then my father kind of really cemented that okay in this business i have to do it for that reason and so it became really very much a mission of how can I get this type of food available to more people? And that's why fast food is so such a good vehicle for that because if I'm doing a fine dining setup and I'm serving 40 guests at night, but on a fast food setting, I can feed a lot of people and I can really reach the mass. And as as we grow, we're able to reach more people and, and we're able to sort of demystify these, these wronghoods that we have about food and the need for certain types of food and, mm. and all of that. So in a nutshell that's kind of yeah what what drove me to to do this and and there's a market for it in hong kong yeah from the the first place i opened was uh 10 years ago now called mana Faslo food uh, i was the co-founder of that uh with with bobsy and mm. essentially we built that i was 26 with my first restaurant and then we didn't have a business plan we just opened the doors and since the market has evolved a lot more and now i feel like we're we're you know we're about to be at the right stage that we can really expand um you know around asia but also in in different uh, different international cities we see the perception has tremendously changed the covid has helped that perception as well because personal health has become even more important 
and um, and so yeah, the trend is only getting easier. Ten years ago, there's no like kale salads. Now you can find them everywhere. Quinoa was not like something. So you've always got to be moving, haven't you? Moving forward to do something fresh and new and uh, exciting. Though still it's, in the yes, restaurant business, haven't oh, you? Very much so. Yeah. And and our cost is fine. The amount of labor that we have and our food cost is very expensive. So it's like we're already working with so many variables but on top of that we have uh, all the waste recycling like all the waste that we have goes gets turned into compost mm. uh, we we have closed loop system for all the glass um, and and you know all the a lot of the building materials and all of that is is made of eco like eco cement led tiles wow like you really have extended it out to the buildings as well as, as it, much yeah. as we can we, yeah. we try to do obviously hong kong is a challenging market it is a lot of imports <laughs> and you know so. we, we cannot do the gold standard or the ideal that we wish to be and we yeah. have to deal with that reality but always striving as you were mentioning like, to get to that ideal that the, the mission that we're trying to get to. Mm. Mm. Do, you, do you find more tradi traditional restaurants are, are trying to learn from you? Is that happening? Is it people? Are they turning their heads? Or? At this stage, yes, because there's a lot more um, um, groups of restaurants that are coming right. in and trying to to adopt these principles and you know switching their, their straws to eco straws, switching their packaging to more uh, biodegradable, compostable packaging. So in the last two years, there's been a massive adoption by by a lot of groups and they're seeing value in terms of their impact and how them as as restaurant uh, tours and owners they they are affecting Hong Kong and the local economy so where's that waste going and, and how are they participating so is, is Michael you know is waste a big issue for you you know environmental issues for you know you do all these events um, yeah, very much you know, so. through the years I mean how do you how do you deal with that um, ESG obviously which it stands for come on come on anybody anybody yeah, environment. environmental services group <laughs> no no no, 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 no. It? anyway it's, it's a big corporate it's the big corporate buzz Buzz, buzz letters these days, um, but uh, but it's very very serious with regards to how corporates and how businesses are, are, are working sustainably. Frankly, mm. so yeah, we're taking it very very seriously and have been for many years. And you know, obviously, having doing things like carnivals and various other things, it, as, mm. as Christian said, it's very challenging. But if you're committed, you can make you're making a difference just by doing something. Mm. I, mean, I know how frustrating it is from a household perspective trying to do recycling properly in Hong Kong, trying to find the right guys and separating it all and making sure it goes to the right place but mm. oh, big but it's mm. very clear and and what's interesting is that uh, all the people that work with us and for us are, are keen especially the younger generations and that and that pushes everybody to change for the for the, for the better so yeah it's uh, Mm. Um, and I think the majority of the food packaging that we get with regards to yes. uh, from, from uh, actually base hall uh, us joining base hall we had this we had this this turmoil where we were like are they going to use what packaging because they're providing it yeah. and actually they were 100% supportive and they actually made base hall all compostable packaging cool. yeah. they, they do the, the practice that we do mm. in our flagship mm. store they actually mm. adopted it in, uh, in base hall so well, look, thank you very much, guys, for coming in. Uh, to Christian Mojonra, who's uh, founder of uh, Treehouse Restaurant, and uh, Michael Denmark, who's the chief executive of uh, the Hong Kong Observation Wheel and The Grounds. Uh, good luck to both of you, and uh, I hope it all goes well this weekend. Thank you for having us. Thank you. All right. Thanks, guys. <laughs>